This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Lieutenants, it is the time of year that we look forward to most. It is the start of football season. College football is already underway. The National Football League, while it started on Thursday, officially begins tomorrow. It is the start of National Bourbon Heritage Month. Our favorite time of the year. Get to enjoy and sample great bourbons, pair them up with cigars. It is a very busy time of year here at the Cigar Dave Show. We've got bourbon. We've got football. Before you know it, Cigar Oktoberfest will be here. We're enjoying life's great pleasures as alpha males. We're unapologetic about it. That's exactly what we do each and every week right here on the Cigar Dave Show. So grab yourself a bottle of bourbon. Grab yourself a cigar, pop on the TV, make sure you got some college football on, make sure you dim the volume, pop up your feet, and get ready to enjoy the good life. Long Ash greetings and salutations, a Long Ash snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure, America's alpha male front and center today from a clandestine location somewhere in the Ford South Florida Theater of Command, Command Center Alpha in South Florida. I will be attending this evening the 50th dinner celebration for the Padron Cigar Company. Orlando Padron, Jose Padron, George Padron, the entire Padron family will be celebrating 50 years of incredible cigars and I am indeed honored and fortunate that I will be in attendance this evening. So I've left Humidor 1A but trust me when I tell you I'm in very cushy, cushy, luxurious uh, appointments here in front of my uh, remote theater of operations. If you care to join us, the Nationwide Cigar and Pleasure-Friendly Hotlines are now open at 877-DAVE-007. That is 877-328-3007. Email address CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Don't forget, follow me at Twitter, at CigarDaveShow, Facebook.com slash CigarDave. And if you check us out on Twitter, you will already see the cigar that I will be enjoying today for the Litation Ceremony, and I will be sampling three different bourbons from the Jim Beam family. You will be able to see all of those bourbons, the cigar that I'll be enjoying. I cannot wait to get to it. But today is a very big milestone. Not only do we start National Bourbon Heritage Month celebratory maneuvers here on the Cigar Dave Show today, but today marks show number 1,000. This is the thousandth time that I have come to you front and center espousing the alpha male good life. Cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames. Hard to believe when we started July 19th of 1995 that uh, we would be talking about our 1,000th show. And I remember the very first show, I wasn't even thinking about 1,000 shows. 
I wasn't thinking about two shows. I was thinking just getting through the first one-hour show and then each and every week thereafter just continuing to get through that particular show. And nothing's changed, even though this is the 1,000th time that I've come to you coast-to-coast uh, coast via the uh, airwaves and now via our mobile apps and our Internet and online. I can tell you that each and every week we don't look past that week's show. Well, we really do. We, we're always planning in the future. But to us, the most important show is the very next show. So it is uh, indeed a celebratory day here at the Cigar Dave Show. And I can tell you that between my bourbon libations and the cigar that I will enjoy today, we will celebrate, and I will celebrate, coming to you each and every Saturday 1,000 times since July 8th of 1995. All right. So we have talked about those celebratory maneuvers in terms of our anniversary show, 1,000, show number 1,000. Let's get to the bourbon. There are many choices in this life that we don't get to make. Like who's your father and where you're from. And when the leaves are down, it's time to rake. But you can choose your drinking partner and mining from Tennessee. Yes, it's straight Kentucky bourbon for me. Oh, it's sweet Kentucky bourbon for me. So let's get underway with National Bourbon Heritage Month, our celebration of bourbon whiskey, which is really the quintessential American native spirit. National Bourbon Heritage Month calls for the celebration of bourbon, which is America's native spirit. On August 2nd, 2007, the United States Senate declared September as National Bourbon Heritage Month. The bill was sponsored by Republican Senator Jim Budding. You will, if you're a baseball fan, you'll remember he was a pitcher, I believe, for the Cincinnati Reds. Pretty good one at that. It passed by unanimous consent in the Senate. The resolution calls for consumers who enjoy bourbon to enjoy bourbon, do so responsibly in moderation, and it reinforces the 1964 Act of Congress that declared bourbon America's native spirit by celebrating the family heritage, the tradition, and the deep-rooted legacy that the bourbon industry contributes to the United States. And I have the resolution, and I think we should share that resolution because on all the previous National Bourbon Heritage Months, I have never actually shared the resolution with you. It is Senate Resolution 294, designating September 2007 and September's thereafter as National Bourbon Heritage Month. In the Senate of the United States, August 2, 2007, resolution designating September 2007 as National Bourbon Heritage Month, whereas... Congress declared bourbon as America's native spirit in 1964, making it the only spirit distinctive to the United States. Whereas the history of bourbon making is interwoven with the history of the United States, from the first settlers of Kentucky in the 1700s who began the bourbon making process to the 2,000 families and farmers distilling bourbon in Kentucky by the 1800s. Whereas bourbon has been used as a form of currency, whereas generations have continued the heritage and tradition of bourbon-making processes, unchanged from the processes used by their ancestors centuries before, whereas individual recipes for bourbon call for natural ingredients, utilizing the local Kentucky farming community 
and leading to continued economic development for the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Whereas generations of people in the United States have traveled to Kentucky to experience the family heritage, tradition, and deep-rooted legacy that the Commonwealth contributes to the United States. Whereas each year during September, visitors from over 13 countries attend a Kentucky-inspired commemoration to celebrate the history of the Commonwealth, the distilleries, and bourbon. Whereas people who enjoy bourbon should do so responsibly and in moderation. Well, maybe not so much. Whereas members of the beverage alcohol industry should continue efforts to promote responsible consumption and to eliminate drunk driving and underage drinking. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Senate designates September 2007 as National Bourbon Heritage Month, recognizes bourbon as America's native spirit, and reinforces its heritage and tradition and its place in the history of the United States and recognizes the contributions of the Commonwealth of Kentucky to the culture of the United States. We now celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month. And when we come back, lieutenants, I'll tell you exactly what bourbon is. Now, you may have enjoyed bourbon in the past. You may have sipped bourbon in the past. You may have enjoyed some bourbon in one of your cocktails or libations. But you may not know specifically what it entails to be legally called bourbon. So we'll tell you about bourbon. We'll tell you about the composition. We'll tell you about some of the nuances. And I'll tell you about some of the bourbon myths. And later on in the show, lieutenants, we will be joined by an actual Kentucky colonel. He is a noted author. We've had him on the show before, Chuck Cowdery. Charles Cowdery is the author of Bourbon Straight, the uncut and unfiltered story of American whiskey and about three, four other books on whiskey. He's got a great uh, blog talking about bourbon and whiskey and American spirits. He'll join us at the beginning of the next hour. Lieutenants, I am ready to sample three great bourbons. I have a new exceptional cigar front and center, and I cannot wait to celebrate and start National Bourbon Heritage Month here on the Cigar Dave Show. Don't get caught shorthanded without premium cigars. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club to get three cigars shipped directly to you each month to enjoy like a true alpha male. I've traveled around the world, played poker with sharks, and chased the thrill of first love. But no experience matches the new 1875 Romeo y Julieta. Crafted in Honduras with specially aged vintage tobaccos, rich, bold, spicy, notes of hickory and dark chocolate, available exclusively to local tobacconist, 1875 Romeo y Julieta, the next chapter in your favorite love story. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts, 
You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. General has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized. National Bourbon Heritage Month. We celebrate the entire month of September here on the Cigar Dave Show. We'll be conducting tastings throughout the entire month, and then we will have uh, Samadier Dave front and center, Samadier Dave Cavanis, as we do an entire two-hour show consisting of all various types of bourbon tasting maneuvers. But let's talk about bourbon. What is bourbon? It is a whiskey. It is an American whiskey. It is a barrel-aged distilled spirit made primarily from corn. The reason that it's primarily made from corn is because that was the, the grain that was native and abundantly grown in the United States when the settlers came in back in the 1700s and the, and the colonists came in the 1700s. They wanted to enjoy distilled spirits as they had done in Europe. Well, there wasn't that much wheat. There wasn't that much barley. So they used corn. And that's why bourbon has a slightly sweeter, a different taste profile than Scotch whiskey or Irish whiskey because it does use corn. The name bourbon is derived from the French Bourbon dynasty, the Bourbon, although it is disputed whether the namesake Bourbon County in Kentucky or Bourbon Street in New Orleans. There's a lot of back and forth on that. But when you think about bourbon, you certainly think it's synonymous with Kentucky. It has been distilled since the 1700s, the 18th century. Now, when, while the liquor may be made anywhere in the United States, you can make bourbon in New York State, you can make bourbon in Washington State, you can make bourbon in Florida or Georgia. There's no law against calling a, an American whiskey bourbon. It does not have to be produced in Kentucky. However, 90% plus of all the bourbon made in the United States, bourbon whiskey, is made in the state of Kentucky. Elijah Craig 
Reverend Craig. In fact, we, we sampled some Elijah Craig at the Buffalo Smoke on the Water show back in mid-August. Great, great bourbon. Very smooth. He is credited, and there's a lot of back and forth whether or not this is true, but the story says that the invention of bourbon is attributed to a pioneering Baptist minister and distiller named Elijah Craig. And there is an eponymously named Elijah Craig bourbon, which I very much enjoy. He was the first to age in the chardo casks, a process that gives the bourbon its reddish color and unique taste. When the mash is done, the corn mash, when it comes out back in the Prohibition days, before they had time, or during the Prohibition days, when Americans wanted to consume distilled spirit, they wanted to consume alcohol, but they didn't want to wait three, four, five, six, eight years to enjoy it. The most heavily produced, most uh, popular type of whiskey or spirit was moonshine. What's moonshine made out of? Corn. Now, there is a number, there's a renaissance of what they call white dog or moonshine, which is corn whiskey. And if you taste corn whiskey and it is distilled properly, it is very sweet. That's what goes into the charred oak barrels. Now, for bourbon to be called bourbon, it must meet a number of different tests pursuant to federal law. One, it must be produced in the United States. It must be made from a grain mixture that is at least 51% corn and no more than 79% corn. It must be aged in new charred oak barrels. No used barrels allowed. Where do all the used charred oak barrels primarily go? They go over to Scotland where the Scottish whiskey is aged in American charred oak barrels. Bourbon must be distilled to no more than 160 proof, which is 80% alcohol by volume, and it must be entered into the barrel for aging at no more than 125 proof, which is 62.5% alcohol by volume. And when it is bottled, it must be no more than 80 proof, which is 40% alcohol by volume. Now, bourbon has no minimum specified duration for its aging period. You can actually find bourbons, baby bourbons as they call them, as they refer to them, that are aged as little as two, three, four months. However, the exception is straight bourbon. To be called straight bourbon, it has a minimum aging requirement of two years. And any straight bourbon aged less than four years must state the age of the spirit on the bottle. Further, Bourbon that does have an age stated on the label must be labeled with the age of the youngest whiskey in the bottle. For example, if it is a blended whiskey and there is a four-year-old whiskey that is used and there is a six-year-old and a 40-year-old, it still must be labeled a four-year-old whiskey because that is the age of the youngest whiskey. When you think about bourbon... You certainly think one of the guys you think of is Frank Sinatra. Now, he enjoyed Jack Daniels. Technically, that is not bourbon. That is, however, American whiskey. It is Tennessee whiskey. And I will get into the differences a little bit later between Jack Daniels and other bourbon whiskeys. But here are some interesting other facts about bourbon. The total bourbon inventory last year, reached over 5 million barrels, the highest it has been since 1977. And there is a huge demand for bourbon. 
fastest growing spirit in the United States and in the world. That means there are more barrels of bourbon aging in the Commonwealth of Kentucky than there are people and horses combined. You've got about 4.5 million people and you've got about 250,000 horses. It is another factoid that 60% of every bottle of, of bourbon in Kentucky goes either to taxes or fees. And there are seven different types of taxes on bourbon, including a tax on barrels, a, a barrel for each and every year that it ages. So just like cigars, we see a huge amount of taxation. Now, lieutenants, later on, I'm going to be sampling three different bourbons. We're going to start off with the Jim Beam family. Jim Beam is the number one selling bourbon in the world. It was sold to a Japanese company about uh, three, four months ago. But Jim Beam is certainly a well-recognized spirit, a well-recognized bourbon, reasonably priced. And today I'm going to sample three of their spirits, one in the Jim Beam family, the Jim Beam Black, which is double-aged, eight years instead of four years. And then from their small-batch bourbon collection, I'm going to enjoy some Basil Hayden and some Knob Creek. So we'll get a very nice variation of the different types of bourbon. And I've got a very special cigar that I will enjoy. I happen to be over at Davidoff North American headquarters yesterday, right uh, in the Cigar City area. And Dylan Austin, before I left, said, General, did you try one of the B.G. Meyer cigars, the samples, at the IPCPR convention back in mid-July. And I said, Dylan, I had not because basically I, I was so swamped and I, I, I went to go get one and I forgot. He said, no problem. I've got a box of BG Meyer Toros. Smoke it. Let me know what you think. Well, these look so beautiful. There's no way I could wait till today. I smoked one last night. Absolutely magnificent. It will pair beautifully with all three of the various bourbons. And when we taste our bourbons, lieutenants, couple of very important things. Number one, get yourself a good glass. You want either a whiskey snifter, which looks like a fluted type glass, which allows the aromas to concentrate, or get yourself a nice uh, whiskey rocks glass. And when we do our tasting, we're going to look, number one, at color. We're going to look at aroma. We're going to analyze the taste. And then my special fourth component, a Cigar Dave exclusive. It is the CDWF, the Cigar Dave Warmth Factor, as it goes down the palate. It is National Bourbon Heritage Month. It is a great month to be an alpha male here on the, the Cigar, Cigar Dave, Dave Show. Officers Club selection this month is Syndicato and the new Syndicato Maduro by Syndicato Cigars. The Syndicato is a square-pressed Nicaraguan Puro delivering a medium full strength with exquisite taste. Not a member of the Officers Club? Sign up today at CigarDave.com. In this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a 
ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, lieutenants, I have to pair a cigar that will go perfectly and complement the three various bourbons that I will be enjoying today. As I mentioned to you, I'm going to start off with a Jim Beam Black. I'm going to go to the Basil Hayden, and then I'm going to finish it off with a Knob Creek. So I need a cigar that can stand up. It's going to have the flavor, but that must be smooth. And as I mentioned to you, yesterday, had the opportunity to head over to uh, Davidoff World HQ for a clandestine and confidential meeting to be informed of some great things that are going to be happening in terms of new cigar launches and cigar brands. And I am sworn to secrecy. All I can tell you is, if you think the Davidoff Nicaragua was big, you ain't seen nothing yet. I am so excited, and I was able to get a sample of one, but I am, as I said, Lieutenant, sworn to secrecy. However, I was promised that I would be the first to release information about several of their new releases, and one of them will be coming up as soon as February, so I cannot wait for that. But talking to Dylan Austin, the brand manager of Camacho Cigars, and they have done a remarkable job taking Camacho, which was already a great cigar, and turning it into an exceptional cigar. Exceptional packaging, re-blending, flying off the shelves. I love the Camacho Connecticut. It's so smooth and creamy. Love the Camacho Ecuador. And one of the cigars that he launched, that Camacho launched at the IPCPR, was called the BG Meyer Standard Issue by Camacho. Well, I said to myself, what's a BG Meyer? Who is BG Meyer? It is created from the Board of the Bold. There is a Board of the Bold that includes Coach Mike Ditka, Matt Booth of Room 101, and the person behind the B.G. Meyer uh, uh, cigar, Rob Weiss. He is known for the HBO series Entourage. And this cigar, even though they're the Board of the Bold, when I got the box yesterday, I could not wait just looking at these cigars. The wrapper is a beautiful Ecuadorian Connecticut Habano. That just has a just a magnificent looking sheen to it. It's dark. It's it's a chocolate colored wrapper. It's fantastic. It is uh, just a, a beautiful looking stick. So I said, gotta try this. So even though it came from the board of the bold, this is a beautiful medium bodied cigar. Medium, maybe slightly full, but exceptional. Smooth. Not a hint of bite. 
just a pretty cigar to look at. The band, it's got a, a unique uh, sleeve at the bottom of the cigar that is on a form of onion skin. And there is a great quote on there, and I don't have time to read it here, but if you do buy a B.G. Meyer, all I would say is open it up and read it. It really talks about life's journey and about how life is an adventure and embrace the unknown in search of meaning, excitement, fulfillment. And this B.G. Meyer is a beautiful cigar. So it is uses Ecuadorian kinetic Cabano wrapper. The filler and binders are Nicaraguan. It is an exceptional looking cigar. And I have the Toro, six inches in length, 50 ring gauge. Suggested retail of this cigar is in the $8 category. Comes in six different sizes, from a Corona to a Churchill, a Gordo 6x60 to the Toro that I have. That's what I will enjoy today. If you get a chance, go into one of your cigar retailers, pick one of these up. The box is exceptional. The cigar is exceptional. For 8 bucks. you're getting value, in my estimation, maybe double or triple that. It's that impressive of a cigar. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, I've got myself sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, I'm not going to be using my flame-throwing uh, mechanical apparatus. I'm going old school today. You know, when you think about bourbon, it's old school. It goes back to the 1700s. Really no big technology used in bourbon. Same thing with cigars. So I wanted to go back to the uh, old ways, if you will. When you think about bourbon, you use uh, the, the, the corn whiskey. The corn mash goes into a new charred oak wooden barrel. So I'm today going to use a good old-fashioned wood cedar cigar match to light my cigar. Not just any cigar match. These are the... Uh, where did I get these from? Actually, uh, I think I got these from uh, the Diamond Crown folks uh, who gave me a couple of boxes of these. This has got to be about a four-inch long match. Nice cedar wood. It, it's beautiful because you can toast the cigar. You can light it much better than one of those short little regular matches. has a lot of heft to it. That's what I will use today. Cigar, cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, going to cut the end of my BG Meyer Toro. Here comes the cut. Perfect cut. Now, again, lieutenants, I am going old school. I can't remember the last time I used a cedar match, a cigar match, to light my cigar. But here we go. Take a listen. Ah, beautiful. Now, I always hold the match at about a 45-degree angle downward because that allows the greatest area of flame and the flame to keep traveling up. I will toast the foot of this cigar. Oh, I can smell the aroma already of this BG Meyer. This is absolutely spectacular. Gonna puff and rotate. Mmm. Oh, yeah. Mmm. Very nice. Gently blow on the foot. Got to do one more touch it. Very nice. I will extinguish the match. Take a few puffs here, my BG Meyer. There's only one thing missing, lieutenants, as we celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month, and that is a bourbon. Scotch, bourbon, and beer commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. All right, let me get my glass here, and I am going to do this. I'm going to take my... I've already 
taken out the bourbon. I've got the Jim Beam bourbon, which will be selection number one today, the Jim Beam Black. Now, the regular Jim Beam is Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It is aged four years. Has a corn, rye, barley malt uh, mixture, mash if you will. And this was the original bourbon made by Colonel James B. Beam. Back in 1933. This has been around for a long time. This is a reasonably priced bourbon, the regular straight bourbon. But I'm going to go one step up. I'm going to go to the Jim Beam Double Aged. And I'll tell you, this is a beautiful looking bourbon here. I'm going to pour a little bit into my glass neat. Now, let me just take a look here. Now, again, when we do a tasting of bourbon, have to have the right glass. Now, I'm going to use today my Cigar Dave Smoke on the Water 3 rocks glass that we handed out to our VIPs that attended. And again, I'm looking at the color. The color is a tan crystal color, not overly dark, very balanced. Let me taste uh, or get the aroma on the nasal cavity here. Hmm. Hmm. Take another sniff here. It's got some tame and mellow notes, a little bit of sweetness, almost a little bit of a honey characteristic. Now I'm going to take a taste and I'm going to say cheers. Mm. Oh, wow. This is so exceptionally smooth. Incredibly smooth. Balanced. It is complete. There is no tanginess. It is just absolutely magnificent. And that is exactly what I'm going to... Th those are my tasting notes. It's that simple. Smooth, balanced, complete, no tanginess, delightful. And on the CDWF, the Cigar Dave Warmth Factor, this is a 6. Now, don't be mistaken. Don't think, whoa, 6, that's terrible. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 meaning it goes down like fire and very warm. It depends on your personal palate. Personally, the Cigar Dave Warmth Factor, to me, I like in the 6 to 7, 7.5 category. When I find them 9 to 10, 9, 9.5, it's a little bit too, too warm for me on the palate. But this just has the perfect amount of taste, the perfect balance, and this is the Jim Beam Black. It is double-aged, 8 years. Absolutely incredible. A double-aged bourbon. That is definitely one of the higher-rated North American whiskeys. It's a beautiful-looking uh, bottle, reasonably priced. You're not going to spend more than, I think, $25, $28, maybe $30. I'm going to put some rocks in my glass. All right, what I want to do is, and one thing I do recommend, is that if you have a large ice cube tray that can make what they call the whiskey or bourbon rocks, which is about a one or two inch by two inch rock. Looks like a giant square. In fact, mixologist Ryan, when I, uh, I went to his establishment in the Cigar City not too long ago, and uh, he poured me a sample of some fantastic Balvini to enjoy, he put a large whiskey rock right in the middle. Not multiple rocks, just one. And I will tell you, that is the way to enjoy whiskey because it melts ever so gently and allows the flavor profile to open up. And I will pour a little bit more of the Jim Beam Black Double Aged Eight Years. 
I will swirl it around. And again, I always taste, when you're tasting bourbon or any spirit or wine, wine, of course, you never put ice. However, whiskey, vodka, gin, I always try it neat. I sample it neat. I want to get the true flavor. Then I'll put some rocks in there, maybe to open it up and chill it just a tad. So I'll take another sip here. Mm. Oh, boy. This is absolutely spectacular. Delightful. So I've got my BG Meyer Toro, which is properly lit. I have sampled my first bourbon of Bourbon Heritage Month, my Jim Beam Black Double Aged, and I've got two other single malt or single uh, small batch bourbons that I will enjoy a little bit later on in the show. And I remind you, lieutenants, that we'll be joined by Kentucky Colonel. Charles Cowdery, author of multiple books on bourbon. We'll talk about the business of bourbon. We'll talk about uh, a little bit of the background of bourbon, some of the nuances going on in bourbon. And he's got a new book that's uh, fantastic called Bourbon Straight, the uncut and unfiltered story of American whiskey. And also, he's got uh, another one that just uh, released called Bourbon Strange, Surprising Stories of American Whiskey. So we'll talk with him a little bit later on. When we come back, we'll go to the phones, 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. Hopefully, wherever you are, coast to coast or around the world listening, you have fired up your cigar. You have poured yourself a fine bourbon, and you are enjoying Alpha Male Good Life Maneuvers. The General does more than just radio. He's got video now, too. See The General in action by subscribing at youtube.com slash Cigar Dave. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Gurkha Cigar Group, maker of the world's finest cigars, is proud to announce several new cigars. Cellar Reserve Edition Especial has a Corojo wrapper and 18-year aged tobacco. It's a medium-body, full-flavor cigar that's packaged in a beautiful piano-finish mahogany box. Royal Challenge Maduro is set inside a traditional leather-style box with a platinum band and embellishment. It pairs the Habano Honduran binder and Nicaraguan Dominican filler with a perfect broadleaf Maduro wrapper. This mild-body 
full flavor cigar has a smooth draw with earthy, flavorful tones and a sweetness on the lips from the wrapper. The classic cigar Havana Blend is from the East India Trading Company. This cigar uses a proprietary blend and filler with 20 different tweakings of the blend to get it just right. It's a box-pressed, medium-body, full-flavor cigar, including earthy, nutty overtones. Get these new cigars and all Gurkha cigars at your local retailer. Gurkha Cigar Group, maker of the world. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Defending your rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. It's the General Cigar Dave. Well, checking a puff on my mm, BG Meyer Toro. A little sip of my Jim Beam Black. Mm. This is so smooth, it is absolutely incredible. Now, there are some people, just like in cigars, they want a full, rich experience. They want a very smoky a very warm, a very robust, zesty, spicy bourbon. To me, I do enjoy a fuller-flavored bourbon. However, I just as much enjoy a mellower bourbon, something that's a 6 on a scale of 1 to 10 of the Cigar Dave Warmth Factor, this Jim Beam Black Double-Aged 8-Year. It is just a very tame, mellow, smooth bourbon that you can have any time. And if there was one bourbon that you would pick... You didn't know what to get. You wanted something that would appeal to everyone at a party. If you pick the Jim Beam Black Double-Aged, you will not go wrong. No question about it. We've got an action-packed show here, Lieutenants. We'll get to more bourbon. I do want to talk about, in the next hour, there has been an explosion in the number of craft distillers or artisan distillers across the country. We've seen many boutique cigar manufacturers. But the difference between the cigar manufacturers that I will point out and the artisan or craft distillers, there is a vast difference in one area, and that is truthfulness. Cigar boutique uh, cigar manufacturers are truthful. Where their cigars are made, their tobacco, whereas there's a little bit of uh, monkey business going on in craft distilling, and I will talk about that because much of the whiskey that you think is made at a craft distiller at some exotic locale may not be made there. Could be made in Indiana. I'll tell you about that a little bit later on. And uh, Joan River passed away this week. Peggy Noonan had a, a great column this morning's Wall Street Journal that um, that I uh, read on the uh, way over here to South Florida as I get ready to attend the Padron 50th anniversary dinner celebration tonight here in the other cigar city of Miami, in addition to the cigar city of Tampa. And there's two items that I will uh, get to. One talking about uh, her trip, meaning Joan Rivers' trip with Peggy Noonan, to the Steve Forbes 
residence in the Normandy coast of France. Something that happened that I want to share, as well as Joan's take on Las Vegas, because I've talked about the change in Vegas, and she and I were clearly, and are clearly, on the same page on that. But first up, let's go to the phones. Lines are jammed. Let's say hello to John in Coral Gables, listening front and center on 940 Winds. Uh, not far from where I am clandestinely conducting broadcast maneuvers. John, welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. Awesome. Long Island General. How are you, man? It's been a thousand Back shows. Back at you. I Fantastic. I, I was listening to your first show, and only three words came out when the show was finished, which was, life is good, and enjoy it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now, it, it, let me ask it, you, John. Yeah. Go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask you, John, did you listen to the first show in Miami when WIOD ran us after a Absolutely. Miami Dolphins football game on a Sunday night? Absolutely. And then as soon after that, you went to a, a place, a bar that opened for only a little while at the Biltmore 2 building, and I, That's I right. met there my, my wife and my best friend for the rest of my life. It was that. that How do you like that? that is, what a great story. Yes. But let me tell well, you. Let, I, let me just, I, John, let me explain that. Go, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to just tell you that uh, that show, interesting story about how we got aired in Miami. The first show, we started the show on WSUN at the time, was owned by uh, Cox Broadcasting, Cox Radio right. in Tampa. They also owned WIOD. And uh, at the time, they, WIOD was the flagship station for the Miami Dolphins. And uh, I will never forget that uh, their program director called up and uh, Steve Nickel, Great guy who has since deceased. Uh, just an exceptional, exceptional gent. Loves cigars. And he called up and said, listen, I hear you're doing this show in Tampa. How about I need some programming after the Dolphins and the post How about I run you from like uh, 10 o'clock till 11 or 10.30 to 11.30? At that time, it was just uh, – actually, we were two hours at the time. He said, I'll run the whole show. Uh, how about you send it down to us? via satellite, and, and we'll carry it. I said, deal. And he said, hey, if I get any results, I'll, I'll carry it. Well, I remember this because I had a, a number of cigar manufacturers told me this story afterward. They were leaving the stadium, and they all start were listening to the postgame show, and they said on WID, stay tuned for, at the time it was Smoke This, you know, a show about cigars right. and the alpha male good life. And uh, next thing you know, it was just around the start of cell phones. Everybody started calling each other saying, hey, are you listening to this thing? And uh, the next day, Steve Nickel called me and said, the response was overwhelming. Our switchboard was jammed. We're going to start carrying in two weeks live Saturday on 610 WIOD. And that was, uh, geez, about uh, 18 and a half years ago. So uh, right, I'm we'll glad, John, that you've listened since then. And I'm glad that, that you came. I remember that show that we did at the top of the Biltmore, uh, in that Biltmore uh, the building right in Coral Gables. That is incredible. You met the missus there. I met the missus there. and I, So I know and she's cigar-friendly. She's very cigar friendly. In fact, I'm going to tell you a little story. I was, I was going to ask you about something else, but I think this is far more commanding. Two weeks ago, I went to my second favorite city in Florida, Tampa, Ybor City being first. I, but I went to Key West to spend some time. I was very tired from work. We went on a family vacation, the wife, the two kids, and uh, my, my youngest daughter, who's 16, uh, was with us in the back. And, and like teenagers, are, they're minding their own business, playing their little computer games, whatever. And just as we were rolling into Key West, I rolled down the windows, I light up a cigar, and I just had my favorite CD in the car, which is one of the Gypsy King albums. And I turn the CD on, all of a sudden my daughter looks up and says, Dad, Cigar Dave on a Tuesday? 
And it didn't dawn on me until I said, no, not that. And then it was your bumper music that she associated right. with your show. Now, my daughter right. doesn't listen to the show like, like I do, of course, but it was amazing how she was able to associate both so well and so quickly. And you think kids are not listening, but man, they're listening. And thankfully, I have a very cigar-friendly uh, family, for that matter. So I'm very happy that Fantastic. you've well, been part j- of yep. our lives all this time. Well, John, I appreciate you listening uh, very much, and I appreciate you attending that show. I remember that show, and I remember Lito Gomez was there, right. and uh, the Padrones were there. We had a ton of people that showed up, and, and that was great. John, I really appreciate the story, and, and glad that you've been with us for so long. And here's what I'd like to do. Tonight is a very big night. It's the 50th anniversary celebration of Padron Cigars with the entire Padron family. So I think it's only appropriate. You live in Miami. You've been listening to us for 18 and a half years. We send you out some Padron Cigars that uh, have their base right here where you reside. I think it's only appropriate, so we'll send those out to you to enjoy, John. My favorite, my first cigar was the Padron Executive 3 times. You can never go wrong. John, I appreciate you listening. We'll get all the information, and we'll get that out to you, lieutenants. Hard to believe, lieutenants. Great story from John. We have much more coming your way. 877-DAVE-007. We'll be joined by the Kentucky Colonel Chuck Cowdery. Bourbon expert around the corner is our number two of the Cigar Dave Show continues. This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. The festivities are well underway, lieutenants. It is National Bourbon Heritage Month, and that means that from now until the end of September, you and I both shall sample great bourbons. We shall enjoy great cigars. Of course, when you've got cigars and you've got bourbon, you must have some sort of nourishment, so we'll have some great bourbon-related barbecue items on the grill, some barbecue, bourbon-based barbecue sauces and marinades. We'll also enjoy great football. It is the most wonderful time of the year, and we are glad that you are joining us front and center, coast to coast, around the globe, via CigarDave.com, the Cigar Dave mobile app, or one of our 120 coast-to-coast terrestrial nationwide USA affiliates. It is El Newers, our number two. Fasten your seatbelts, lieutenants, and get ready. Welcome back, lieutenants 877-DAVE-007-877-328-3007. Email address CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Follow me at Twitter at CigarDaveShow. Uh, Facebook is CigarDave. In fact, I was just about to tweet out a picture of my show number 1,000 topic notes. Before every show, I like to put just a couple of uh, reminders for me of what uh, we're going to get to, even though I am looking at about 40 colossal piles of topics and notes that we could get to today. The problem is I would literally need, not literally, I absolutely would need 
probably 24 hours, nah, 18 hours to get through all, maybe more, 24 hours to get through all the items that I would like to get to. And we've got a, uh, a great guest that will be joining us in about 15 minutes. He is Chuck Cowdery, noted author, bourbon expert. A couple of his books include Bourbon Straight, the uncut and unfiltered story of American whiskey, and Bourbon Strange, surprising stories of American whiskey. He is actually a Kentucky colonel and uh, commissioned by the governor of Kentucky in the 260th year of the Commonwealth. Let me say that like someone from Kentucky. He was commissioned by the 260th year of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. The Kentucky Colonel Chuck Hattery shall be joining us. And I got uh, another story I want to get to here that is very important because there is deception, lieutenants. There is deception, untruths going on in the world of craft distilling boutique distilling, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. Some of that craft distilled bourbon or whiskey that you think is made somewhere actually is not. And we'll talk to Chuck about that too, but I'm going to get to this in just a moment. But first, let us say hello to uh, Paul over in St. Petersburg, right across Tampa Bay in the uh, Cigar City area. You are front and center. Long ashes, my general. Back at you, Paul. I am most fortunate to have my uh, namesake, in the United States Coast Guard, and he's suffering some uh, uh, losses while underway of his sticks. He, 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 given the length of their deployment, he he has to leave port with you know two, three dozen sticks. Uh, he'll pick up targets of opportunity underway if possible. Um, he's currently using humidif- uh, humidification envelopes and pouches, and uh, to fill in the gaps, he's buying these little Hoyo tins, which have 10 or so of the smaller cigarellos, I think they call them. Um, right. Can you recommend something a little more durable, a little more appropriate for the, the, the preservation of uh, quality smokes while underway? Well, I would say that a travel humidor, they have these travel humidors that almost look like a plastic lunchbox, like a plastic uh, lunch pail. And they are rugged, made of a, a, a very firm PVC type of material or a plastic material. It's got cushioning on the inside. You could easily put a humidification device. That will properly secure your cigars. I would highly recommend that because you can toss it. You can throw it. Uh, many of them are, are water-resistant uh, to like 30, 20, 30 feet, and they work beautifully. If you go to your local retailer, you go online to either a Corona Cigars or a Thompson Cigars or or Famous or JR Cigars, they should have those. Or you can just do a Google search. They're relatively inexpensive. They have nice cushion foam inside. You can put some, some cedar sleeve. A little bit less expensive is you could buy some cigars in the tube and just put those in a nice Ziploc-type uh, humidification pouch. A humid pouch would work very, very well. So any of those two suggestions, I think, would be absolutely perfect and secure the cigar supply while underway during military maneuvers. And if, uh, if I could, please, um, for today's litation maneuvers, I'm enjoying the Casa Magna Robusto in Colorado wrapper. Could you speak to that, please? Oh, Casa Magna is a great cigar. That is a beautiful stick that is distributed by Casada. It is uh, made by Nestor Placencia. It is a rich stick. It is a beautiful-looking cigar. It's very reasonably priced. In fact, I told both uh, Nestor, uh, uh, Nestor Placencia and Manuel Casada thing. I said, this is a beautiful-looking cigar. But I said, 
this price is incredible. I mean, anywhere between uh, 5 to about $7. It's a great cigar, a lot of flavor, uh, just a beautiful, beautiful cigar, and, and you can't go wrong with it. And, and again, when you look at the price and the value received relative to the quality, construction, the taste, it's a no-brainer. And that's obvious because you enjoy that cigar and you keep buying it. Yep. Thank you, sir. So can't go wrong. Now, I should also tell you they make a Casa Magna Oscuro. So if you want something that's going to have a little different flavor complexion with a real rich dark wrapper, it's going to, it's not going to, it's full, but it's a different fullness compared to the regular Casa Magna. But it's a very, very pleasant cigar using a beautiful, beautiful Oscuro wrapper. I would uh, recommend you try one of those. And if you like the Casa Magna, you'll probably like the Casa Magna Oscuro. No question about it. And here's what I'll do for you. You obviously like a full flavored cigar. So, Paul, why don't I send you out some of the New World by A.J. Fernandez. We talked about him uh, back at the Smoke on the Water show in Buffalo, along with the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the Officers Club, uh, August Officers collection, uh, Selection, which was actually the uh, San Latano the Bull. So we'll send you some of the New Worlds. They're a medium, medium, full-bodied cigar, and they're coming your way. God bless you, General. All right, stand by, Paul. We'll get that out to you. Let's say hello to uh, Greg up in the Western New York Theater of Operations, listening on 930 WBEN. Greg, you are front and center. Long answer to you, General. Back at you. Uh, congratulations on 1,000 shows. We hope to listen to you for 1,000 more plus. You and me both. <laughs> Excellent. My brother is celebrating his uh, 40th birthday, and I'm actually going to be celebrating my 35th in a uh, couple days. Uh, we did pick up a couple of salt packs from the tinderbox, and uh, we enjoy uh, some full-bodied smokes. And I was wondering if you had any recommendations for um, a nice celebratory birthday cigar. Absolutely. I can give you plenty of recommendations. First of all, you, you had the assault pack from A.J. Fernandez, uh, which included the New World. It also included some of the San Latanos, including the San Latano the Bull, which is a full-flavored cigar. Did you smoke that yet? Um, not yet. Uh, we're probably going to look to have that uh, later on tonight. Okay, that is definitely a full-flavored cigar. Highly recommend that. Cannot go wrong with that. Let's talk about some celebratory cigars. I'm here in Miami. 50th anniversary celebration. The Padron 1926 is full flavored, but very, very tame and very balanced and very well aged. Cigar. I'd also that, tell you the Diamond good. Crown Maximus. Yeah, the Diamond Crown Maximus is also a great cigar as well. So any of those you cannot go wrong with. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right, stand by. Here's what I want to do for you. You pick up those cigars, and I'm going to send you out a uh, another cigar. I'm going to send you out the new Monte Cristo Espadas that were launched at the Cigar Retailers Convention back in mid June or mid July, rather. Beautiful cigars. I would say they're more on the medium-bodied side, but a very very pleasant cigar. First Monte Cristo that actually is made in Honduras, but a beautiful, lovely cigar, and it is coming your way. Excellent. Thank you, General. All right, and congratulations on 35 and 40 years of age. All right, Lieutenants, very quickly here, I want to talk uh, about some deception going on in the American whiskey craft distilling industry. With cigars, when a manufacturer, a boutique cigar, or a, 
a artisan cigar comes out and tells you, we've got these cigars, it's made of this, this, and this, and here's where it's made. Now, for example, I'll give you a perfect example, Crown Head Cigars. Uh, the gentlemen from Crown Heads are, are longtime good friends. You've got uh, John Huber, Mike Condor, been in the cigar business a long time. Ernesto Perez Carrillo made their first cigar. They made their first cigar, and then they went to uh, Don Pepin Garcia for some of their additional cigars. But they tell people that, and there's nothing wrong with that. They created the brand. They created the blend. It's made at some great factories. People still enjoy those cigars. They're great sticks. However, what we're seeing in the craft distilling industry is that people are putting on their bottle that it is distilled in some particular location, aged for X number of years, and it's turned out to be a load of baloney. The Daily Beast had an expose, oh, about a month or so ago, and I, I wanted to save it for right around National Bourbon Heritage Month. There is a city in Indiana, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. It is home to a massive brick complex that cranks out mega industrial quantities of beverage-grade alcohol. The factory was once a Seagram distillery. It has changed hands, new owners, over a number of decades, and it was recently acquired by food ingredient corporation MGP. It has now become a one-stop shop for supposed distillers who want to bottle their own brands of spirits without having to distill the product themselves. MGP sells them bulk vodka and gin and a large selection of whiskeys, including bourbons of varying recipes, wheat whiskey, corn whiskey, and rye. When you go to make a bourbon, you have to distill it. You have to age it. Now, many people say, great, I want to get into the bourbon business. I want to get into the distilled spirit business. Well, they don't want to wait. They don't want to build the what is necessary. They don't want to go through the time that is necessary. So what they do is they essentially buy their juice, if, if we can use that slang term. They buy the, the actual spirit, the juice, the bulk vodka, the gin, the whiskey, the rye, whatever the case may be. Then they bottle it, and they, they uh, say that it's artisanal, it's craft, it is, it is micro-distilled. And much of the handcrafted product of micro-distilleries is actually coming from this one Indiana factory. And there are ways to tell. Now, some of the distillers will, or the, the, the craft distillers, as they are called, will say that it is bottled somewhere, distilled somewhere else. But many of them will say that they're whiskey or their rye or their gin, specifically the, 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 the whiskeys, is aged 8, 9, 10 years when they've only been distilling for a year or two years or four years. That is a definite clue. Here's a, I'm going to give you an example. KGB Spirits. Don't even like the name of that. Don't like the Russian connotation, the commie connotation. KGB Spirits is behind a new, Mex uh, in New Mexico, behind a new Delisteria. They were founded in 2009. Their flagship is Saran St. Vrain, a straight rye whiskey. And it says that it's aged 15 years in the barrel. Here's another one. Breaker Bourbon, the first bourbon produced in Southern California since Prohibition. The company behind the brand, Ascendant Spirits, didn't even start until 2013. Yet, they're bragging that their ultra-small-batch bourbon is aged five years. Well... The reality is, 
is that many of these micro distilleries, these craft distillers, are buying their whiskey, their rye from MGP in, in uh, Indiana, in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. And there are loads and loads. Bullet Bourbon, which is a pretty well-known name, they're buying much of their rye whiskey from MGP. So is it deceptive? Absolutely 100%. The cigar industry is very opaque, very truthful. For example, I told you about uh, Crown Head Cigars. But I'll tell you, Alec Bradley, they make great cigars. They, they, they work with factories. They work with the racist Cubanas factory in Honduras. They make very good cigars. They tell people, this is where our cigars are made. We come up with the blends. We purchase tobacco in association with them, but this is where it's made. They're honest about it. And people buy those cigars because they're very well made and very good cigars at very good prices. But I have to tell you that when you go in and are buying supposed whiskey that is craft distilled or that is aged for eight years and it's not, that presents a huge problem. And we're going to talk with our next guest about that, uh, Kentucky Colonel Chuck Cottery, because to me that is absolute deception. So we need to be careful. And as we celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month, when you go into your spirits retailer, be on alert. Do some research. Make sure that the spirit that says it is indeed aged eight years or ten years or whatever the the case may be, make sure they're being 100% truthful about it. And if not, then call them out. And one of them that is not being truthful is Rye. We're going to talk with uh, Chuck Cowdery about that because the CEO of the parent company of Templeton Rye made a very, very interesting statement that almost uh, threw me to the floor, basically saying that who cares what the whiskey is? It's the fact that we say where it comes from and that's what people like. Well, that's not truthful. So be on alert. Be forewarned. As an intelligent consumer, you don't want to be hoodwinked. If you pay for a premium micro-distilled spirit, that's what you expect. And when we come back, we will talk with Kentucky Colonel Chuck Cottery, author, bourbon expert, as we celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month. 877-DAVE-007. We'll continue around the corner. Get three premium cigars each month shipped directly to you. These cigars are selected by the general himself and come in a reusable, customized zippered pouch. Sign up for the Cigar Dave Officers Club at CigarDave.com. The Sword. A symbol of strength, honor, and prestige. The sword, the symbol of Monte Cristo. Introducing the new Espada by Monte Cristo. Inspired by the superior craftsmanship of legendary sword makers. Celebrating a unique collaboration between premium cigar authorities. Blended by the Monte Cristo's talented Grupo de Maestros. Crafted by the renowned Placencia family with vintage aged tobaccos. The first Monte Cristo made with 100% Nicaraguan tobacco. Rich, majestic, complex. The Espada by Monte Cristo. A cigar of pure taste and true elegance. Try an Espada by Monte Cristo at your local tobacconist today. And visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. 
Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper, the Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro, Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit royalgoldcigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Celebrating National Bourbon Heritage Month, and in just a few minutes after the next break, I will sample bourbon number two for the day, some Basil Hayden's, and then I'll wrap it up with some Knob Creek. It is my pleasure to welcome to the Cigar Dave Show as we celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month, noted bourbon expert and author Chuck Cowdery. He is a Kentucky colonel commissioned by the governor of Kentucky in the 206th year of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Colonel, Kentucky Colonel Cowdery, welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. Great to have you back on. Oops, helps if I, uh, I pot him up. That that would probably work. Uh, the, uh, tell you what, Miss Kate, if you would be kind enough, or uh, Brian, if you would uh, be kind enough to pot him up, I would appreciate it. Do we have him there? Oh, we don't have him yet. Oh, oh we don't have him yet. Okay, I did not realize that. I thought we had him on. Okay. Gotcha. All right, little miscommunication as I am coming to you from the uh, Southern Florida Ford Theater of Command. Let's make sure we get him on, please, because I do want to make sure we have Kentucky Colonel uh, Chuck Cowdery. Uh, we want him on pronto. All right, lieutenants, let me do this. I'm going to take a sip right now. I'm going to pour a little bit of that basil hate. Let me pour that here. I'm going to look at this. Now, let's look at the color. It is amber hue caramel color. The aroma is woodsy. A little musky, slight notes of cedar. Let me take a taste here. Mm. Spicy, tangy, a little bit of a bite. Uh, 8.5 on the Cigar Dave Warm Factor. This is the mildest of all the Jim Beam 
small batch bourbon selections. The September selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is Syndicato and the new Syndicato Maduro by Syndicato Cigars. The Syndicato Maduro is wrapped with a dark brown Mexican maroon with an Esteli double binder and filler of Jalapa and Esteli. It's easy to join the Officers Club. Get all the details at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. Alpha Male with Nads of Steel, the General Cigar Dave. Dave. Well, we celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month, and it is uh, imperative that we have an expert in the world of uh, bourbon, noted author and expert, Colonel, Kentucky Colonel, I should mention, Chuck Cowdery, author of the book Bourbon Straight, the uncut and unfiltered story of American whiskey, as well as Bourbon Strange, surprising stories of American whiskey, and the best bourbon you'll ever taste. Kentucky Colonel Chuck, welcome back to the Cigar Dave Show. Great to have you. Good to be here, General. And I'm glad you brought to my attention that uh, you were commissioned as a Kentucky Colonel by the governor of Kentucky in the 206th year of the Commonwealth. That's a very big deal. Well, that's how you measure it. You know, it's, 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 that's how uh, Kentucky colonels talk to each other is in terms of, of who made them, who was the governor uh, that, that gave them their commission and in what year of, of the Commonwealth. It was not, it's not really a, a competition, but that's just, you know, well, you know, who was your governor? What year were you, were you made? And I kind of like the fact that Kentucky doesn't, uh, in that respect, use the normal calendar. You, they use the Kentucky calendar. <laughs> 
The Kentucky. I'll have to research that one. Well, Chuck, we uh, I talked about uh, at the um, uh, probably uh, about ten minutes ago on the show about something that I believe is being is really an act of deception to American whiskey and bourbon consumers, specifically on in the area in the realm of micro distillers, craft distillers, artisan distillers, whereby they're not distilling anything, but on their bottle it indicates that they are, and that they have been aging their whiskey for many, many years, well in excess of what it, the reality is, and that they're purchasing the much of their whiskey and their rye, uh, their corn whiskey, wheat whiskey, from a company in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, called MGP. Actually, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Lawrenceburg, I'm sorry, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Indiana. My mistake. Lawrenceburg, Indiana, called uh, MGP, which is a former uh, Seagram's factory, and there was a big uh, expose in the Daily Beast. And I know on your blog, which I read on a regular basis, you had a story talking about uh, Templeton's Rye, which I thought. Whiskey and their own rye. And it turns out it's been nothing but an absolute on the American consumer. Well, I want to say, first of all, that, that the craft distillery movement is real there are a lot of craft distilleries that really do make their own products make them in small quantities make them with a lot of attention to to detail and really the reason i would like to expose these what i call potemkin distilleries fake distilleries is because of those real craft distilleries who are being unfairly competed with in this way. Obviously, a company that isn't making anything can spend all of its money on promotion, and that puts the uh, the craft distillery, the real craft distilleries, which are often very small, um, at a real competitive disadvantage. They're, uh, the, the, the consumers who are interested in that product, uh, craft product, uh, often are spending their money on a product that is not a craft product, and that obviously is money that's coming out of the pockets of the true craft distillers. Well, and you bring up some legitimate uh, distillers, and I'll give you some names because I've had them on the show. I know their product, uh, Hudson uh, Distilling, uh, which makes uh, or Tuttleton Spirits, which which makes Husband Dry Fly out in Spokane, Washington. Yes. Breckenridge, uh, out in Breckenridge, Colorado. Those are, are absolutely little iffy there. No? Little iffy there. Breckenridge has well, I, been a good artful dodger, but uh, they're not making all their own product. Well, and I think when you they're look especially some. at whiskey, hmm? well, when you look at whiskey, it has to be right. properly aged. So you can't absolutely. just uh, immediately come in and make it and then say well, vodka you can do it in two three weeks but when right, it comes right. to, to to do it right with bourbon you really have to let that age for a couple of years and many just like cigars you have people that uh, you have to age the tobacco you have to roll the cigars you have to allow them to age and as and i was making the contrast that between the cigar industry where many of the boutique cigar manufacturers that do indeed have other larger factories make their cigars they're transparent about it and I think that when you go in to purchase something, and many of these craft uh, distilleries, these these craft supposed craft distilleries, or these craft brands, these uh, micro distilled brands, they get a, a command a large premium in the marketplace. 
Yeah, exactly. And and uh, nobody is that you know nobody's saying there's anything wrong with uh, with sourced product, just like in in the cigar business. Um, there are good reasons to do it. There's nothing wrong with doing it. The only thing we ask is tell us the truth about it. And while most of these producers won't outright lie, they spin like dervishes. They will do everything in their power to make it look like they made it. And, in fact, they'll use the term made because, at least as far as the government is concerned, you make something if you do anything to it. So if, even if all they're doing is bottling it, then they can be said to have made it. The key word that the consumer wants to look for is distilled. It has to say on the bottle, right. if, the, if the company is XYZ Distillery, it has to say on the bottle, distilled by XYZ Distillery. And if you don't see that, you should be suspicious. Well, Vern Underwood, who is the chairman of the board and CEO of Templeton Rye Spirits, uh, it, and this, you, this is in your blog, which, by the right. way, I find your blog to be very informative uh, in the world of uh, American whiskey. I, I read it on a regular basis. But he basically admitted that the, pre, that the prohibition area recipe claims were false. He promised to build a distillery in Templeton, uh, Iowa, to make the, the product. But here's what he said, and this is a direct quote. The whiskey is not the most important thing. The town of Templeton is Iowa. The whiskey almost is the afterthought. It helps. It bring this, brings this to life. That's the most absurd, one of the most absurd statements I've ever heard. You are selling whiskey. That is your product. And for him to say the whiskey is not the most important thing, it is the most important thing. It may not be the most important thing to the people in Templeton, Iowa, and you know because they like the attention that the town is getting. And even other people in Iowa may just like the idea of something that's good for, at least seems to be good for Iowa. But, for example, their biggest market outside of Iowa is Chicago, where I am. And I don't think most people in Chicago would say that what they care most about is the town of Templeton. They care about the whiskey. Of course they care about the whiskey. Anybody who buys whiskey cares about the whiskey. So, yeah, that's an absolutely Absolutely. ridiculous statement. I think that's a case where... um, you know, he was kind of a, a maybe an arm's length investor, not really involved day to day in the business. I, mean, I don't know this, but this is what I kind of guess. And then he started getting this, you know, getting his cage rattled by the Des Moines Register, the biggest newspaper in the state, and figured that he better step in and and uh, do something. But I think he's learning what the company has been up to, um, while well, as as much as we're learning it. You know, he's. He, I don't think, has been, uh, and that's just a guess on my part, but that's what I read into some of those statements. They, they seem to have been not very well thought out, uh, you know, like the one you, you cite especially. I mean, who would say that about, about their product? You, you think the president of GM is going to get up and say, you know, vehicles aren't the most important thing, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. Our, our guest is Kentucky Colonel Chuck Cottery, noted author, uh, bourbon expert of numerous bourbon books. Uh, Colonel, uh, uh, let me ask you, when you think about, when you look at bourbon over the explosion over like the last five years, what do you attribute that to? Well, first of all, I, you know, nobody predicted it. Nobody saw it coming. Um, there was some, 
you know, in fact, the, the, the industry, after being you know, flat or declining for a long time, did start to pick up in a modest way eh, about 20 years ago. And, and you know, was growing at a pretty nice pace uh, for, for quite a few years there. And then started to sort of pick up steam. Oh, you know, you know, it started to pick up steam, but not not at any great rate. Then four or five years ago, it just exploded, and nobody really knows what to attribute it to. The most of the growth um, was coming from export, and a lot of growth is still coming from export. But uh, which which bourbon had never really been much of an export product before about 20, 25 years ago. And so that's been an important part of it. But the explosion of interest in the United States has been something that's pretty hard to explain. Certainly the the cocktail culture plays a role in it. I think one thing we were expecting to happen with vodka was that when vodka started to go crazy, and, you know, vodka's the big, big volume item in the U.S. spirits market. That's the best-selling type of spirits. And when vodka just started to get so crazy with all these different flavors, um, what a lot of us said was, you know, if, if consumers are interested in flavor, if spirits, I mean, vodka's where you go if you don't want flavor. If consumers are interested in flavor, they're going to turn to whiskey. That's where the flavor is. And well, sure enough, that's what's happened. And I think it's just sort of hit a critical mass especially among young people who do tend to uh, move in packs, you know, tend to to sort of all go in the same direction at the same time. And among, you know, young legal-age drinkers, uh, you know, the 21 to 25 segment, um, whiskey is the thing you drink. That's just the thing now. And, you know, maybe you drink it in a cocktail. Um, A lot of people think they're drinking whiskey, uh, when they're drinking flavored whiskey, but that's even though flavored whiskey is a pretty far stretch from real whiskey, it still um, shows that people want to be drinking whiskey. They they want to say they want to order their drink with the word whiskey in it. You know they they uh, they've really turned away. I think in large numbers, especially the younger people um, from vodka, especially especially unflavored vodka. But then well, the well Chuck, let me, let me bring that up because you, yeah. you talk about about flavored. Uh, people wanted more flavor, but when you look now at bourbon, we're seeing the explosion of, for example, Jim Beam Red Stag, which is a cherry type flavored whiskey. The honey, the maple. We're seeing uh, vanilla. I mean, they're putting all these flavors in. Now it's certainly expanding the market, but to me, that takes away from being able to enjoy what bourbon is really all about. You know, there are a lot of theories about that because, again, it's something that's gotten so big so fast that it's hard to analyze. Um, you know, Jack Daniels has had a huge success with the Jack Daniels honey, and the Jack Daniels honey isn't even a whiskey. It's a liqueur, uh, right. which just really kind of shows the, the power of the Jack Daniels name. But, you know, and they do sell, you know, Jack Daniels beef jerky and Jack Daniels mustard and Jack Daniels barbecue sauce, and some of those products don't even contain any Jack Daniels. So the Jack Daniels honey, which has been a huge success, you know, isn't a whiskey. It contains Jack Daniels whiskey as an ingredient, 
but it's classified as a liqueur, and uh, they will always they, the, the companies Beam and, and and Brown Foreman and the different companies will say, well, this is bringing more people into the whiskey category, and I really doubt that. I think it's different people. I think that the people who are drinking flavored whiskey would otherwise be drinking beer, or they would otherwise be drinking. Right. Um, Real quickly, um, uh, Chuck, because i got just about a minute uh, right. to wrap this up, but there was a huge uh, – I've been enjoying Jim Beam products today. Uh, the, the black is one of my favorites. But uh, about five months ago or so, Japan Suntory bought out Jim Beam uh, or Beam Brands for $16 billion. So when you take a look right now at the bourbon industry, just like in the cigar industry, you have many larger – companies that have come in and bought them there's really a handful uh of uh of privately owned companies heaven hill is one that comes to mind and um brown foreman is another but we're seeing a a really in the spirits industry just like we've seen in vodka and and other whiskeys we're now seeing a a merger explosion do you think that's going to have a negative effect or is that a positive effect because they have the ability to build additional facilities and store additional inventory without that much pressure financially it's inevitable because it's a worldwide market and because um the the best way to hedge your bets against changing tastes and changing trends is to own everything in other words if people shift from whiskey suddenly into rum all these companies own rums too and right suddenly shifts into some other category all these companies have products in those categories that's what everybody's trying to do now they're trying to have a complete portfolio across every segment of the industry but i have some bad news for you about your jim beam black label what's that no longer going to be eight years old really they have just they have made the decision just recently, I mean, I just got confirmation of it yesterday that it's going to be going to NAS, which is no age so, statement. So it'll still fine. be Jim Beam Black Label, but it will not have an age statement on it, which generally means it's going to be at least a little bit younger. Interesting. Well, you know, Maker's Mark tried to water it down and said it's not going to affect anything, and the uh, diehards had a real problem with it. So we'll see. If it does change the flavor complexion, I think uh, the people that are Jim Beam black fans are going to have uh, – they're going to rebel uh, uh, with their wallets. So we'll see what happens. But, Chuck, great having you on. I appreciate your insights. And, by the way, I want to give the name – we're going to put a uh, tweet this out and put on our website. Your, your blog is chuckcowdery.blogspot.com. And you talk about American whiskey, other uh, other items in the world of spirits. It's fantastic. Your books are great. Uh, and not only are you a noted author, an expert in bourbon, but you're also a Kentucky colonel. So, Chuck Cowdery, I appreciate you joining us today here on the Cigar Dave Show. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Lieutenants, we'll wrap it up the final and concluding segment of this special edition as we celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month. Show number 1000 continues right around the corner. Have you seen the new CigarDave.com yet? Listen to the show, check out videos of the general, and sign up for the Officers Club. It's all available at CigarDave.com. A.J. Fernandez Cigars, known for producing consistently highly rated and sought-after cigars, is proud to unveil their latest cigar, New World. 
New World is a unique cigar which pays homage to the discovery of the then mystical smoking leaf called tobacco by the Europeans when their ships landed in what is now called the New World. A medium to full-bodied cigar with an amazing aroma. Smokers of New World will experience elements of sweetness, spiciness in a very balanced and refined cigar. New World is a beautiful box-pressed cigar which is composed of a Jalapa binder, Viso Amatepe filter, Condega Lajero, Estelle Finca Soledad Lajero, and wrapped in a beautiful dark Nicaraguan wrapper. New World, a first-class cigar proudly launched by A.J. Fernandez Cigars. Experience this exceptional cigar and embark on the journey with New World. Stay connected with A.J. Fernandez by visiting us at www.ajfernandezcigars.com and follow us on Facebook. Hi, I know everybody's familiar with the 95-rated Decade, one of the finest cigars ever made and produced by Rocky Patel. Well, he outdid himself. I'm here to introduce a new Decade Cameroon. It's got a beautiful African Cameroon wrapper on it. And when you put this wrapper with the wonderful blend of the Decade Cigar, it just takes it to another level. You get that little sweetness on the back of your palate. You get the cedar, the hickory notes with a little bit of spice. You know what I want to do? I want to just sit in my backyard or on my patio or a bar stool and enjoy the cigar. You can take it all the way down. I tell you, Rocky, you outdid yourself on this one. And if you haven't tried it, it's going to be at your local retail store. Go get yourself one. You won't be disappointed because this cigar, man, does it smoke great. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. The foremost authority on cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life. The General Cigar Dave. All right, lieutenants, uh, very quickly here, I do want to get to my final bourbon tasting now. I did say that I had the Basil Hayden, and the Basil Hayden is part of Jim Beam's Small Batch Bourbon Collection, uh, which are tend to be on a little fuller flavored, a little bit more aged. They say that they are reminiscent of the pre-prohibition type of uh, spirits, but I'm going to pour a little bit. I've got a little carafe here of the Knob Creek. The color uh, on this is a Rosado Gold aged, let's see, on the Knob Creek is nine years. So it's going to have a little bit more flavor than the Basil Hayden, a little bit more woodsiness. It's 100 proof, so 50% alcohol by volume. Take a whiff here. Some uh, floral notes, a sweet bouquet. Let me take a taste. It's a little bit thin in terms of its its viscosity, but it's very rich, a big peppery finish. On the Cigar Dave Warm Factor, I give this about a 9. This is very warm, aged 9 years. All right, let's do this. Let's take a couple of calls here. Let's say hello to Charlie. You are front and center with the general. Yes, general. Uh, long ashes and a snappy salute. Back uh, at you. I have a humidor question. I know yes, sir. when you first get it, you got to wipe it down liberally, the whole inside, 
with distilled water. Yes. After that, do you need to do it again periodically, or is it good enough? Not a bad idea to do it. Take every maybe once a year, take a little bit of sandpaper, some very, very fine sandpaper, gently gently sand the inside of the humidor to reflect. And make sure your humidity and your temperature are good to go. And here's what I'll do for you, Charlie. I'm going to send you out the August Officers Club selection of San Latano, the Bulls, to uh, put into that uh, humidor, which I know that you will enjoy. Let's say hello to Chip in Durham, North Carolina. You are front and center. Uh, Long ashes, General. It's an honor to be on your thousandth show. I called today to get a recommendation from you. I've uh, followed your show for quite a while, and uh, the last uh, cigar I tried that you mentioned was the Diamond Crown Maximus. Uh, yes. That, that particular one, uh, although I liked it uh, quite a bit, uh, it was a little peppery for me. I'm, I'm, I like uh, more earthy, uh, natural tobacco flavor. Well, that's a great cigar, just whatever. Maybe that uh, didn't fit your profile. Uh, let me give you a couple of recommendations. Uh, when you say earthy, it's, it's there's so many variations of earthy but let me give you a couple of recommendations one is the new east india trading classic havana blend that's a beautiful cigar medium plus to full but very smooth i would recommend that and another cigar if you want earthy that's good is the kismet and here's what i do i'm going to send you out some of those kismets by royal gold cigars i know that you will enjoy those chip lieutenants didn't get a chance to get to the joan rivers story tell you what i'm going to do i'm going to do a special podcast right afterward because there's two items in peggy noonan's uh, wall street journal column today that i do want to get to we celebrate national bourbon heritage month for the rest of september cigar dave the general saying may your humidor always be full Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. And may your bourbon always be rich and smooth and tasty and give you the proper warmth factor that you desire. Very quickly, those of you in Detroit, I will... Stars events, uh, September 18th, 6 to 10 p.m. More info at CigarDave.com.